Welcome to the Marvel Essential Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Benuelos. Join in on a conversation between me and Matt Bullock, Director of Product Marketing, on PAM4's importance of the cloud data infrastructure market. Hear insights from Matt's experience working in optics, as well as his take on trends driving the extensive PAM4 portfolio pioneered by Infi, which was acquired by Marvell in 2021. Matt also describes new markets PAM4 is entering, such as 5G and where the technology is headed. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Marvell Essential Technology Podcast. So, Matt, let's let's start our conversation off today with what is PAM4? So PAM4 is, is essentially a way to get a deliver more data versus NRZ. So traditional modulation would be NRZ, you know, just two levels. PAM4 allows you to deliver twice as much information for a given period of time. And Matt, why is PAM4 important for the cloud data infrastructure market? It's it's a really kind of exciting time, right? Because PAM has been around for about five years. It is well established in these markets today. So everybody's, you know, every different data center operator is on their own kind of trajectory. But you can say right now from the, the kind of, you know, early adopters to the fast followers, all the hyperscalers in the world use PAM for today. Now, as we look ahead a little bit is, is that, that, you know, we've got these established kind of areas for PAM4, but now we've got these new growth opportunities that are emerging. So, I, you know, kind of I look at this in two different ways. From a connectivity perspective, you know, you have like uh, established networks today that have PAM4 in the top of rack going up into the fabric. And, and what's happening now is, is, is we have people now starting to establish PAM4 connecting down from the top of rack to the neck. So this is a, 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 a huge growth vector for opening up that part of the network for PAM4. The other thing kind of on, on a connectivity side is we, we up until this point, we've been looking at PAM4 as, as an Ethernet protocol. And now we've got these other protocols that are opening up, PCI Express and Fiber Channel, that are also adopting PAM4 with their new generations. And so that's on the connectivity side. Looking at applications, right, we've got... We've got all these established applications where you've got you know all the social networks run on PAM4 today, and then you've got the then you've got the uh, uh, sort of infrastructure software as a service. This is all this is all established PAM4 networks, but then you've got this new you know really tremendous growth vector with 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 AI and ML. And I, I was just looking at this uh, Statista, this marketing firm. They said that you know, this year you've got uh, they're expecting. A, AI to be like a $50 billion business going to $125 billion in, in 2025. So really a tremendous story here for AI. And from a, a networking perspective, what we see this kind of sort of a first for, for a first kind of instance of a, a, a place where because these inference machines uh, and training machines require so much data that that the there's now I think a view on the network operator side that the networking is a critical piece to deliver to growing their revenue. So we see even stronger pushes for increased increased bandwidth in these AI and ML applications, even versus our, our more traditional applications. 
Infi pioneered PAM4, and that has put the technology in the spotlight as a key enabler for optical connectivity. How did that come to be? Yeah, sure. And, and I think it's, it's really kind of the, you know, there was a, a little bit of, of, of magic at, at Infi where the, 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 the team there uh, at the time really kind of had the vision uh, to understand that PAM4 was the right answer. I think many people uh, uh, have forgotten that, that if you go back to the kind of 2013 timeframe, there was, there was actually quite a few different modulation protocols uh, under consideration by IEEE and some substantial companies, a very large network, uh, uh, enterprise networking company was not a supporter of PAM4. So there was a lot of reason to think that PAM4 wouldn't win. However, the kind of technical experts and the executive leadership at, at Infi believed in the PAM4 solution and invested in it heavily early on. And so what that allowed them to do is deliver a, a product called Polaris, uh, 50 gigabits per second PAM4 DSP, very early ahead of the com- uh, competitors. And, and then partnering with the, the sort of early adopter data center operators, then we really drove the PAM4 adoption into, into hyperscale. So that initially, so we're probably looking about five years ago right now. Uh, and, and this was right that, so this Polaris at that point became the first DSP to be, uh, or five level solution of any type, PAM4 to be deployed at scale. And at this point, you know, Polaris has shipped millions and millions of units, and we can continue to ship today. And, and so that the ball kind of kept rolling there. We had Polaris, we, we delivered to the market. And very quickly after that, we delivered a, a 400 gig product, so the 100 gigabit per second Parima. So I think that's the established, that's the, the sort of a, a established the, the basis for the N5 business. Marvell has a really broad portfolio of N5 PAM4 DSPs and technologies. Could you highlight some of the offerings and how they're being developed by cloud customers today? Absolutely, Chris. And today I'll be talking about the optical DSP business. The copper business would be for a later podcast. So right now, one thing to understand is over all our products, continuous innovation is the key tenet that drives the whole machine. Now, there's two parts to this. One is first to fastest. This is absolutely key to delivering for our early adopter customers who absolutely need this connectivity to drive their applications. Now, this is when I talk about first to fastest, this is the guys that that are the uh, AI, ML, so and then then driving the core networks behind that. So this is the the Speaka product family that we, uh, just released to production a couple of months ago, our 800 gig retimers, right? Then and then this is ramping. You know, this is a global ramp right now. You look at U.S. and international data centers; everybody's pushing this this product out. And again, you know, we've got traditional networking and AI driving this. It's it's also our our Prima Gen 4 product, where we've gone and reduced power in the 400 gig gearbox. This is another strong market driver for us across the, the, in the core networks. Now, in, in for the later emerging PAM4 networks, 
we we do we have a different we we're continuing to innovate for for these guys as well and in a product that i like to talk about there is atlas so this is a product that we are uh, introduced last year it's for late later market adopters and we see this going in pretty much everywhere with multi-mode and single mode applications and we see this even now starting to have the first sort of optical connectivity to the machine here. So uh, a lot of pull in the market for this Atlas product. What new markets is PAM4 entering and what can it help enable? Well, you know, PAM4 by its nature enables more data flow. So, So really this is, we're starting to see this push across all different parts of networks now. Uh, now, one thing that that I uh, alluded to earlier is is PCI. So now we've got PCI Gen six that enables sixty four gigatransfers per per second, and so you've got PAM four right inside the server now that is is a next gen uh, storage. Uh, we've got you know the PAM four is now going into its second generation in storage with sixty four gig fiber channel being deployed today, and T eleven now looking at one hundred and twenty eight gig fiber channel in process of doing that definition, and then of course in five G. So we've actually been shipping into the five G network it since twenty nineteen. So a version of our Polaris product is shipped in there, and and that's been going into the mid haul and back haul markets. Uh, so. Uh, now, what we see now is that that 50G front haul is becoming a, a, a place of interest, and we expect field trials to start later this year for 50G front haul. So PAM kind of now propagating everywhere throughout the 5G network. Matt, one of my last questions is, what is Marvell's vision for PAM4, and where do you see the technology heading? Well, it, there's a few constants in networking. And, and that's, you always want to go faster and you always want lower power and lower cost per bit. So that, that'll, that won't change as, as we look ahead. So, you know, right now the IEEE is discussing 200 gigabit per second, right? So that, that's going to happen. For us, what, what, we, what we look towards, you know, in addition to the sort of fundamental parts of, of advancing networking technology is how we can go and partner with, with our end users and with uh, uh, the module development companies to go in and add value to the products on our roadmap. And, you know, there's a couple of sort of historical things I'll point to here. And uh, in, in one of them is, is bare dyes. We were an innovator of, of bare dye. And what that means uh, really, just like it sounds, is is eliminating the package. So when we eliminate the package, we we do a couple of different things. There's a, there's a couple of ben- strong benefits here. Uh, the first is you know is supply chain agility. Uh, now now what that means is if I don't have to a constraint for for a package, I can deliver more products to my customer more easily, especially unforecasted products. So this is, this is of course, a huge issue in, in, in this, you know, in 2022 where supply chain constraints are everywhere. And of course, there's some cost savings as well when you don't have the package and the assembly charges associated with it. So we were first to market uh, with the, uh, a bare die DSP with our, with our Atlas product. 
you know, and then then the other part of thing that Atlas did is is we we went and we integrated the TIAs and we integrated some high current drivers. So again, innovating to go deliver more value to our customers beyond those kind of you know uh, faster, lower power, lower cost. Matt, hey, thanks for joining today. I thought this was great. I'm looking forward to doing a part two with you in the future. Super, Chris. I really enjoyed it as well. Looking forward to getting back and talking again real soon. Thank you for listening to the Marvel Essential Technology Podcast. As always, please feel free to visit our website to learn more, and we'll see you on the next episode.